What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 211 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined by Matt Deitch. What's going on, man? Hey, I, I'm doing all right. I got a little follow-up to your, uh, you know, your like quiz that I gave you last week. Okay, what you questions. got? What you got? I got a text the other day from our buddy Two Picks Hicks. And Two he, Picks Hicks. He was on his way fishing with Alex. And he and forgot, he the, forgot bait. the bait. He forgot. So, what was that question? I asked you if if you were who's more likely to forget the bait at home, two pick six or Alex? And I and, told I and said you said two pick six. Yeah, and I you knew were that. One hundred percent correct. So the the more you listen to me, the more you'll figure out I'm one hundred percent correct. Sixty five percent of the time. Sixty five percent of the time, <laughs> get, which means no, that get, I will be right in 65 percent of the listening area but there is 60, that 35 percent yeah. <laughs> you know parts of uh, southeast wisconsin and and uh over over in that area that uh yeah there's a chance i'm not right in that area you know and uh if if, if you're wondering what that's all about ask ask our drippy buddy ramrod he'll yeah, go back uh, he'll and fill listen you to in. a couple episodes yeah. ago yeah full-time uh full-time idiot part-time meteorologist <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, this episode, uh, 211, is brought to you by our friends over at Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, we actually got up there on Saturday and well, we uh, did. Walked, the, uh, walked the aisles of Dakota Angler. Uh, got, I, I didn't know what to do when I got up there. It was uh, one of those deals. Uh, they were they were in the process of switching over to the open water stuff. Uh, they said the sales over the last couple of weeks uh, were trending towards open water, so they thought it was uh, that time to start making that switch. And uh, you know, I'm sitting there, and it's like, man, you know, like I still want to do some ice fishing this year, so I really kind of feel guilty buying some open water stuff, but yet I don't really need any ice stuff. And I didn't know what to do, so I went the open water route. I went the ice fishing route. You I went got the a ice couple fishing things route. that I knew were fresh in my mind that I were like, I mean, I know I'm out of these. I have empty packages of these in my bibs pocket, so I'm here. They have them. I'm grabbing them. If I don't use them this, you know, the last couple weeks here of ice, then I'll definitely have them for next season. Yep. I uh, I went with the. Uh uh, what is it? B fishing authentics pulsars yeah, pulsars, and, and yeah. uh, um, I, I like those. I, I I tend not to throw them a whole lot down at the river because they're a little expensive. And <laughs> uh, you know when your when your nickname is Snagamall Sturman, uh, you know you can go down there and donate twenty dollars to the to the bottom of the That's river, right. but uh, pretty fast. Yep. Too. But uh, if I'm if I'm out in the lake and I want to throw something like that, or if I'm in a spot on the river where I'm not real worried about it uh i don't know that's uh that's kind of a confidence deal there i i feel like that's uh kind of the bee's knees when it comes to to uh throwing on a uh on a jig head but uh um they uh they were but they had a big selection i mean it's oh, yeah. always impressive oh, yeah. when you walk in there like all the all the open water stuff they still have ice fishing stuff out and obviously if you need something you could probably ask them and they can run and see if they got it in the back for you um no it's it's getting to be about that time, so definitely stop in there and check it out. Uh, the the cool thing about it is, as busy as they were restocking, you know, changing everything over every time a customer came in. I mean, that oh, was yeah. first priority, which it always is over there. Yep. Seeing, what can I help you, you with? Know, you, know. you know, looking for anything specific and stuff like that. I mean, Todd was just working his tail off, sweating. I think Josh was at home, just you know, with his feet up on the couch or something like that. I think that's what Todd was telling us. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's exactly what he was uh, doing. Uh, so. he, he doesn't show up for work that often anymore. When he does, he's late and, <laughs> and 
and uh, <laughs> I don't know. He, you know, everyone's got a ramrod. <laughs> everyone's got a ramrod. You know, Josh is just the Dakota Angler ramrod. <laughs> the most versatile employee they have. He there, is. Though. He is. The versatility is 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 through the roof. It's like the Swiss Army knife. That's right. That is right. But uh, no, if you uh, if you can't make it in there to Dakota Angler, if you're not from the, the area, uh, go on www.dakotaangler.com. Uh, use the code dirtbag at checkout you'll be glad you did and uh yeah you'd be able to, to find everything that they've got uh online uh, i guess it probably don't matter uh what's what's out in the store they've they've got everything online and uh you'll be happy that you went on there uh they got a good selection and you know you and i when we left there you know kind of talked about the mom and pops bait shop you yeah. know that that yeah. uh you know, don't don't get me wrong. Like I've I've been to Shields. I bought stuff from Shields. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of other uh, uh, bait shops around, but it it is cool. You know, you walk in there, and, and Todd and Josh are both in there, and and you know, I mean, you're, you're talking to the owner. You, you there there's a there's a coolness to that. There definitely is, and there's a value to it because I mean, they're trying to take care of you the best that they can, and. Um, I always say that, you know, the customer comes first and yep. it, it's very true there. I mean, if you need to talk to somebody, you're, you're talking to the guys. I'm, yep. That's the way it is. Yep. So like I said, code dirtbag at checkout, www.dakotaangler.com or go in there and tell them that uh, we sent you. Um, yeah. Either way. Uh, when we got up there, we had a belly full of freedom brew. Matt got coffee, and I, I think did. You, you liked that coffee. I did. You were kind I did of thinking, like some bitch. Like, I, I did. See like, what I've been I, missing. I got home and I was telling Emily about it, and she's like, "Wait, you had coffee?" And I'm just like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Well, you know, you can get a frappe without coffee in it." I'm just like, "Can but you I really?" Liked it, I guess. But I was like, "I liked it though." I think that was just ice cream or something. That's, that's what I thought. I that what it was that just is. crushed ice with yeah. whipped cream on it. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I was like, no, I liked it. I said, Scott got the espresso and I got the cold brew because it wasn't as high octane. But I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. I, re- yeah. I definitely will get it again. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Again, there you are. 100% of the time, you're 65%. I Just, mean, six, 100% of the coffee was good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the only statistic and you 60, really need to know. And right. Yeah. Had to... Had to, had to pee right away. I did, right, but uh, yeah. Aside from that, uh, it looked like gets, uh, all gets we needed juice. was a scarf and UGG boots. And I'm, <laughs> I did. I don't know if I talked about this uh, before, but uh, on, on here. But I, I was telling some guys at work, like I'm kind of becoming a coffee snob. Ooh, so you are. Yeah. So uh, probably. Well, it was during Dakota Angler Ice Institute yep. that I. Uh, um, I, I've always had a bun coffee maker, just regular Folgers, nothing, nothing special. Hell, I'd I'd go down there and, and get whatever was on sale at the grocery store. I've I've bought coffee from Costco before, Maxwell House. I I didn't really think I cared. Black coffee, don't put nothing in it. That's what I like. And uh, um, yeah, whatever. That's all I drink. We drink regular Folgers at work. Good to go. Well, my two-year-old son decided that he wanted to get a closer look at that coffee pot and pulled it off of the counter and uh, burned himself all the way down the front of his uh, uh, belly, chest, whatever. And that was during the Dakota Angler Ice Institute. My wife's down at a state football game. I'm up at the Ice Institute. My mother-in-law is here babysitting, and uh, it was a fiasco, straight-up fiasco. 
but whatever he powered through it uh you know not i mean he, he burned himself i mean he's he's got some scars on his chest whatever but i mean we're not we're not talking like the most serious thing that ever happened but uh after that i was like you know i think i need to go with the keurig like you know if, if my kid's gonna be curious about this like i'm gonna i'm gonna put the bun coffee maker down Safety into the first you know, yeah, I'm going to put the bun coffee maker down in the storage unit. You know, maybe it's day will come again, but I got myself a new Keurig. And uh, in in the same time, I decided I was going to go with some Caribou K-Cups. Yep. Caribou K-Cups. And, uh, you know, that that's a different style of coffee there. Like, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's strong, and, and I've really grown to like it, especially on like a Saturday or Sunday. You you wake up and that'll wake your innards up right now. Like you, five ten more minutes and I'm heading right on into the office yep. and finishing with some paperwork because yep. that'll wake you up. That's right. But uh, I I really like that that uh, caribou coffee. Whatever went through my seventy two k cups and uh, was down at the grocery store and they had the best value sure fine whatever k cups on sale and I was like coffee's coffee right like I'm getting that. Well, that tasted like dirty bath water, <laughs> like straight up garbage. I don't know how long ago it expired or what, but I mean, it sucked. And uh, I got that that caribou back again, and God dang it, like I'm I'm liking that. Yeah, pretty, I'm liking that a lot. Pretty soon you're going to be like my wife, and you're going to have a coffee bar, and you're going to have all different types of K cups, and it's like, oh, today feels Mixed like one of these. Caramel in with it. And... Yep, she has the stand things there. That what do they call that when you that, when you put a little uh, uh foam on the top like a frolf or something, uh, something like that something like that that sounds right you'll have like one of them little that, it is because she actually has like a frother that she froth yeah i was thinking it was froth that but it's frother like she, yeah yeah no yeah. man scott you're gonna be like now we're gonna we're gonna come to pick you up to go fishing some morning you're gonna be pulling the ramrod and be like i'll be right out there like what what were you what's taking you so long instead of him just in there doing dances and stuff you're gonna be like oh, i was making coffee yeah it's like you just weren't putting it in a thermos I'm just going to stick with the K-Cups, and if I need anything more than that, I'm heading west what, over to the Freedom Brew. What, what? Well, that's the way to do it. Yep. What's what's uh? What do you think the percentage of fishermen are that drink coffee? Oh, 85. Yeah. 85. I was going to say, I'd have to say up there, 85, 90%. I'm definitely in one of the... Like in the low percentage. I mean, are there. you now? I mean, I don't, like, I, I wouldn't I, consider this, myself like you're I not a coffee no, drinker unless, yet. I see. In my eyes, a coffee drinker is somebody like that sits down and like can drink it straight, you know, black coffee or just add a little something to it. Yep. Like when you, when you, is it really coffee when you have to fancy it all up and do all that is mine. Like to me, a real coffee drinker is pulling out the thermos, opening it up, right. steam's coming out the thermos, pouring it in the cup and you're drinking it right there. And I think what my big thing is, is like, I don't like drinking like super hot things. Like there's some. Oh, me neither. There's some, me dude, neither. There's some dudes that like will lick the surface of the sun and be like, ah. My grandpa Lambert. Cold. My grandpa Lambert. Cold. He could like, drink, he could drink straight like up out bur- there licking mufflers yep. and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> yep. put your tongue to a muffler. Like I get just like I'm like one of them that just like you're like just trying to get a little bit to test how hot it is and it's just like tomb, it touches and it's just, like I can't taste anything for a week. Yep. And, now, my Keurig, if I uh, if I do a regular coffee mug. And, and do the the second to biggest setting when that when that fills up if i put three good ice cubes in there yeah. and wait about a minute and a half then then, then it's good. drinkable right there but uh yeah i i'm uh 
I'm just a little bit higher than room temp. That's where I'm at. So I, I'm gonna. I just think that like the fishermen are just like they're coffee guys. You see, you got see them out there, and uh, they either got to stop in at the gas station in the morning. They got to go over there and get their yep. get their fill up, or they usually have the old thermos. And are you a real coffee drinker if you don't have like the thermos brand thermos, the old green one? You know I, what I mean by that? I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. And There's just something about that old yep, I, thermos. thermos I, I, I can go along with that a little bit, but I'm not I, I truly feel like I'm a real coffee drinker. Like, I, I am a straight black. I would say black, that you are. Like, you are a right, like I, coffee drinker. Yep. The only time that I drink anything other than straight black is, is when I go to Freedom Brew. And uh, if I don't you have coffee, I like we are in trouble like we are in trouble Hi- emily's that way emily's yeah. that way like when like we're going somewhere if she doesn't make it before we leave it's like we're stopping at a gas station yep. to get it yeah i don't know i'm i'm telling you right now though i think caribou coffee is the best coffee in the whole entire world i, I would agree my with brother you my brother eric was telling me that black rifle coffee is the best but uh yeah, whatever. When are, when are, when are they going to come out with like a fishing version of coffee? Like if you were to come out with a fishing ver like fishing brand, you're branding it to try to get fishermen like you know Black Rifle Company. You know that just sounds like oh I'm a hunter so I got to drink Black Rifle Company yep. coffee yep. you know and stuff like that. Like I don't know like maybe Dakota Angler needs to get on this and start. That's not a bad idea right there. Them and Freedom Brew need to work together and have like. Bass and beans. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. That's. <laughs> I think I can go with that. I can go with that. I don't know. Yeah. That. By next week, I'll tell you what my fishing related uh, coffee right. company is going to be called. Sounds good. If anyone else has got one, shoot us a message. But, uh, um, you know, Matt. Uh, before we before we started recording, uh, we were kind of talking, and uh, any way you slice it and dice it, uh, I think we got about. At most two, two and a half weeks left of ice, and uh, you know that that's that's before probably you you can flat out just call it an ice out. Um, you know, I I don't know. You know, ten ten days of of real of real fishing possibly. Yeah, I mean really, we've got some rain on the way. Some you know weather it's, it's pushing always, fifty. That's what I mean. It's always hard to say. That's the crazy thing about like with late ice. It's you know. Compared to early ice, you get those cold days and it firms up and it can, I mean, you're good to go on it. Right. This late ice stuff, you can be like, I mean, there's still a lot of ice. I was out on Okaboji yesterday and I mean, it was like getting to the point like thinking, do I need an extension? I mean, there was a guy driving his truck around out there, which yep. was totally safe. But again, you can tell that it's starting to get like that softness to it, like up on top that it's just like, it's good hard ice, but there's still like you can tell it starts getting a little slushy and like you said we're getting rain this week and 50 degree temps and that sun you just cannot forget the power of that sun this time of year i mean look at our yards we have all kinds of snow yet but it's melting fast well the other day it was 15 degrees and and any snow that was sitting on any concrete was was melting yeah (laughs) it's 15 degrees out so that yeah that sun's got a lot of power and too like any like you get a little bare spot on your yard in a few hours you got like it's like oh i can see my yard again it's yep. there i think i was walking by our house today and the tulips were starting to come like i saw i saw a lady like who had that on facebook like yeah. just slowly like they're just popping out of the ground yeah, and i'm I'll like are you guys i mean i got like a three foot pile of snow right here and you yep. guys want to come out it's like it's a little too soon for that but yeah 
it's it's hard to say like it can go in a hurry so if you're gonna get your late ice if you're a late ice fisherman for us down here anyways like up in northern minnesota and stuff i they're gonna be ice fishing through the month of april i really i really feel like it us uh like you said it's gonna be you know two 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 and a half weeks i'd say that, that it could be where the ice is off the lakes yep um so i so i went ahead and just checked out online uh a couple of average ice out dates and uh we are officially um well this this episode's going to drop on march 21st so that gives us 10 days uh until the average ice out on east okaboji which is march 31st uh west o is normally april 5th spirit lake april 4 and then uh i was able to find some information on lake minnetonka and that average is april 18 so you know about two and a half three hours north of us and uh you know you you get an extra um you know basically a week and a half two weeks there but uh you know only 11 days until east owen that's ice out ice out that's not just when it starts breaking up and you're not able to go fishing out there like that's ice out ice gone and uh i i think we're gonna go farther than that but uh or or, you know later than that but you know there there's a lot of times where the last you know week 10 days yeah i mean there's still ice out there but you ain't fishing it you know you ain't fishing it you can go drive your boat out there and hop off the front end onto the ice and and go that way if you really feel like it but uh i don't know it'll be interesting to see um uh me and my brother are gonna take the day off tomorrow Uh, i think our buddy topper's coming along with us we're gonna head over to the okaboji try our luck over there and uh you know, there, there's an outside chance that it might be my last hurrah. I hope not, but uh, there is that chance. But, you know, Matt, one of the things that uh, uh, we, we talk a lot about early ice safety, you know, right that, that first, you know, few times that a person's out, you know, oh, you got to use a spud bar, you got to use your ice picks, all that type of stuff. And I think late ice safety is one of those deals that's really overlooked. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I get that uh, – you know, a lot of times it's just the accesses. Once you can get on the the ice, you know, you can be out on two and a half feet of ice once you get out there. It's just that access. Traditionally, the, you know, where you're getting on the ice should be shallow. But, uh, you know, this is one of those deals. We, we talk about it a lot on early ice. But uh, once that snow all starts melting, it gets slick out there again. It so if you, if you, you know, if you got used to uh stepping on a lot of snow and you took your ice cleats off might be that time to start thinking about putting those ice cleats back on if you're going to make it back out there you know just because you got on in the morning you know monitor those accesses through the day because pay attention that that crap can change in a hurry and you know you might have been able to walk on just fine at 7 30 a.m and all of a sudden you go to walk off at 4 30 you know p.m and that had a whole entire day of melting and all of a sudden what was step over a little crack is all of a sudden you know you're you're 12 12 15 feet off of the off of the shore and you're you're going to go up to your knees yeah how many times have we heard about it or seen it before where people i mean you can still get machines out there yeah and the access goes away and they got to try to find another way to get off the get off or some of them got to i mean we've seen guys have to float their gear across you know in their sleds or even on a snowmobile, give it the old beans. Yeah, <laughs> and right. Get across the little bit of open water to get there. But like you said, 
it can happen in a hurry. So you just got to pay attention to the conditions. And, uh, you know, if there is a little bit of open water, you know, don't forget about the wind forecast. You yep. know, the wind yep. can really start moving things around and, you know, get some water moving and start that ice to deteriorate pretty fast. So, and, you know, one of the things that a lot of people forget about too is like, tell somebody where you're going. Like, oh, I, yeah. I actually did this. Yeah, you did like, that to me. Like, I text you like a week ago like when i had a day off for the state playoffs i was like you know what i'm gonna go to a place that i haven't fished as a kid and, you know we drive by it every single day or every time we go fishing over to the lakes and i'm like i'm gonna go try these little pits out and i was like i'm going there and for all i know there's nobody around it's out in the middle of nowhere kind of so i shot you a text and said hey i'm just going over to this spot just just to tell you, just still somebody knew where I was. If yep. all of a sudden, like, if you happen to go, and I got there, and you know, I put ice picks on, and I put my float suit on because I got there, and there was snow on the ice, and they had an aerator running on these little ponds, and I thought, well, you know, you never know like how it is. I mean, obviously, I got out there, and it was, it was plenty thick. I mean, it was really thick, but uh, it's, it's always a good idea to remember to do that. Yep, the same thing that we do when we get into our tree stands in the yep. fall. You know, just just let somebody know where you're at. Uh, you know, all of a sudden. Um, yeah, I guess got to know where to send the search parties. <laughs> well, it, it, and it's, and it's true. I mean, yep. anything could happen. Maybe you just have car trouble and there's not crap for cell service in that area. And, you know, you can't get a hold of somebody or, yep. you know, and there, there's a lot of things that can happen. Yep. No, uh, otherwise, you know, in the fishing world here in the upper Midwest, uh, obviously there's some people that have kind of hung up their, uh, hung up their ice fishing boots for the year and, uh, you know, starting to concentrate on the open water, uh, praying for that to come a little bit sooner. There's some people that are still going full steam ahead with the ice, but, uh, you know, we're kind of getting into that goofy in between time where, uh, you know, in some of those areas, even if it does, uh, open up, you know, you might still think it's a little too cold, you know, not quite perfect conditions to be out there, but, uh, you know, it, it, you know, this time here is some damn good fishing, It is. Uh, you know, damn good fishing on the ice, uh, you know, we, we were talking about it before we started recording that uh, we know some people that were out on the Missouri River, um, you know, cold, but uh, they were they were catching a lot of walleyes out there. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of everywhere. Um, tournament, uh, the, the National Walleye Tour tournament uh, um, kicking off, uh, I think, what is it, Spring Valley, Illinois, on yeah. the Illinois River. Uh, kind of a weird deal. That's a Tuesday, Wednesday. Um yeah, so, so the day that this uh, episode airs, uh, Tuesday the 21st, that'll be starting. Um, a lot of past guests, you know, Drake Hurd, Will Pappenfuss, um, you know, the, obviously the McQuaids and uh, John Hoyer, you know, all these, all those uh, top-notch dudes are going to be out there. Um, you know, with it being kind of an in-between deal, uh, in, in-between time right now, obviously there's not a ton for us to really be talking about, but... Uh, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe next week we'll have to try to get one of those NWT guys on. Yeah. Um, I was telling Matt before we started recording, uh, I think Slate's kind of getting used to this daylight savings time, starting <laughs> to get to bed on time. So, uh, um, you know, this is one of those deals. I don't dare text an angler and say, yeah, eight, you know, 8 o'clock, 8.15. And, you know, Slate decides that he wants to party until 9.30 and... He uh, then he gets the to time. be, yeah, then he gets to be in the background of the show, special guest and, and, uh, <laughs> um, whatever. Uh, so hopefully we'll be firing back with a couple of guests now, but, uh, um, it is officially Bassmaster Classic week also. Ooh. 
Uh, Best week of the year of the spring. That's right. Uh, down in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, on the Tennessee River, um, oh, this coming goodness. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I believe it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 24, 25, and 26. Uh, if you're on our Bassmaster Fantasy, uh, go on there and uh, check it out. Um, when you get to the last bucket, uh, there's going to be some uh, – uh, going to be some anglers that you don't really know that because they're the elite tour. Yep. yep. Because they qualified, uh, you know, in some, uh, I think the bass nation has a way of, of qualifying for the, uh, classic, uh, you win an open, I think you automatically qualify for a classic, yep. um, maybe a college deal. They um, had like a team thing this year where like yep. two teammates, they qualified for it and then they had to like fish head to head and yep. And one of them qualified for it. Yeah. Yep. So either way, uh, it'll be fun. I'm I'm pretty jacked up. You know, it's kind of the the Super Bowl of bass fishing. Which it's 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 kind of the the cool thing about it is it's it's kind of like the all or nothing. It really yep. is. I mean, yeah, it's cool to finish top five or whatever. But everybody's specific goal this week is to go out there and be the Bassmaster Classic champion. That is badass, though. Like, I mean, you, right. you, checkers are wreckers. You don't, then, you don't have to. It's not about points. It's nothing about that. It's yep. just it's going for the gusto. I mean, nobody remembers who got second unless, you know, when Aaron Martins, for all those years, he got second a whole bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, you feel bad for those guys, but it's, it's all about winning the thing. Yep. Well, I mean, look at a Hank Cherry. Yeah. I mean, Hank Cherry is not. I mean, flat out, I'm, I'm just going to flat out say it. Like, he is not the best angler. No. He, I mean, he, he is not, uh, I mean, an average series, elite no, series right. deal. He's, he does I mean, well. He, and you know, yeah, he, he finishes up towards, you know, up towards the top in the top half a lot. I and, don't know uh, if he's ever won, like, an elite series event. No, he but hasn't. But he's won. I don't know that he's top five in an elite series uh, event. But he's won two Bassmaster Two Bassmaster Classics, and that has I changed mean, his career. It is, right. I mean, it, that's that's really crazy. So, Well, you see um, a lot of these guys, when they get interviewed and stuff, They, you know, a lot of people ask if they would rather catch a world record bass or win the Bassmaster Classic, and I think it's overwhelmingly all of them say, I would want to win the Bassmaster Classic. Right. I mean, so. Let me see here. Hank Cherry. Do, 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 do. I, he's, he's had to have a couple of top five i'm finishes. telling you i i mean especially like early in the year i mean he's such a great jerkbait fisherman that it seems like he does really well in cold water well, let me just go ahead and uh tell you his last uh finishes in the elite series 39 61 37 59 73 67 68 74 39 17 67 57 29 69 oh and then there's that Bassmaster classic first 53, 24, 57, 18, fifth. Okay, so he did. He got a, you know, he got fifth, 78, sixth, 29, 25, 25, 19, 85, 59, 45, 18, first. At like, another Bassmaster Classic. Yeah, at, yeah, at right. the other Bassmaster Classic. But I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. There's a lot of 70s, 50s, 60s in that. And if you're going to win, if you're gonna win a tournament, it. this is the one to win. That's just it. So. Whatever. I got to ask you a question on this with the okay. Bassmaster Classic. Okay. What you got? What do you got for, let's go, let's pick two of your favorites that you have think have a, like, a good, legit sh- shot to win this thing this weekend. Who you're pick like, not who you're picking, but just who you think, like, off the top of your head that pops in there. 
And then one like dark horse, like people, it might surprise people. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go Brandon Lester's from Tennessee. You got it. That would be one of mine. Yeah, from I Tennessee. Mean, uh, absolute stud. Um, he he he's coming off he a great wreck, last year. Yeah, he's he wrecks him wherever he's at. So, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, is he going to win it? Probably not. Is he going to top 10? Probably. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I would think he'll, he's going to have a good showing. I yep. mean, you know, he, he's going to top 20. He's going to top 20. Um, I don't know. You never count Polonek out. Um, you know, he's he, uh, he he's just that type of dude that always seems J, uh, Jason Christie always seems to you know, and and I guess Christie won it last year, so I won't uh, I won't throw. Yeah, and it's a river system, and I mean he does well with that stuff. I mean, yeah, get out there, start throwing his spinner bait around, and I don't know. I I, I would say Polonek. I I just feel like he Lester and Polonek. Yeah, I would throw them too. Um, who's your dark horse that could have a shot to win? I don't know that this is really considered a dark horse because probably there's a lot more people that are probably picking him just because he has Tennessee after his name, but not that many people that actually just follow the elite series know who he is, but that Tristan McCormick, uh, for Bethel university, uh, college guy, uh, absolute hammer. And, uh, they, 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 you hear about him a lot on Bass Talk Live, and uh, um, I would say that he's he's going to be that guy that's not an elite series angler that uh, um, a lot of people I, – I think he, he's from Tennessee. I've got a feeling he's pretty familiar with that, and I think he's going to – I think he's going to wreck them. He's going to come in there and have a good showing. It's, yep, yep, okay. I think so. Surprise that people maybe put, maybe put his name on the map a little bit. Yep, I think so. All right. Um, I guess I, Brandon Lester is one that is just like, all right, yeah. Yep. I mean, he's one. Um, I guess my other one would probably be like Drew Benton. I think that he's having a good year. He had a solid last year. Yep. I mean, he could come in there and, and do, you know, have a shot to win this thing. And if I was going to pick a dark horse, um, I don't know. I would say like David Mullins. It's not a name you think of a lot, but he is from He's Tennessee. He's from Tennessee, Mount, Car- Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel. Yep. I mean, he could he could come in there and have definitely have a opportunity to uh, to win the sucker. But um, if we're picking them that aren't normally on the you know elite series, I mean. You you know me. He's on the elite series, but Cooper Gallant is. I mean, he's a stick yeah. and. You know, it's his first one being a rookie. He could come in there and yeah, make some noise pe- people. But, or even, you know, being back in as Keith Pochet, he's kind of a dude that it seems like whenever you're on a river, he just kind of seems like a river rat that just kind of yep. seems to find him. And, and again, this is a three-day tournament. It's not a four-day tournament. And some guys do a little bit better on that three-day tournament compared to, you know, the four days. So Yep, yep. It'll be no. it'll be interesting to see. Yep. So if you're in Bassmaster Fantasy, get them set. Um, do they do Drain the Lake for the Classic? I, I think, think they do. Do they? I think they, they actually do. Guys, and it's they and add it's those a, guys, so it's like yeah. you might as well just pick the guys that right. aren't going to be Does, on the Elite Series. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense when right. when this comes around, but whatever, whatever. I'm not going to complain. It's fun. It, but, it uh, is. It is fun. And and the thing about fantasy this week with the fantasy fishing, when you look at your points, you're just like, I'm doing pretty good because you're like, wow, I'm up in like the a thousand, like over a thousand points, you know, or like eleven hundred points. I'm like really killing it this tournament. 
and then you realize that there's only like 50 some angles right, it's right. like oh well, okay yeah. i mean <laughs> all my guys are in the top 50 <laughs> well, if they're not right. you're in trouble so <laughs> right you know. so that's kind of that's always kind of fun to see and it's it's a tournament where a lot of guys can make up a lot of ground too in yep. fantasy fishing but again follow along they do a great job with the coverage i mean better than the nwt does you know yeah we've talked about that before yeah there's uh, kids uh cub scout fishing derbies that have better coverage than the nwt <laughs> so some kids some kids just that are starting off on youtube with their cell phones i mean there's tiktok kids that are better with their streaming of their stuff then that's not a joke it's not that it's is not true. a joke it's like if you put on if you put on two minutes of of tiktok on your day of fishing you have now put up more coverage than what the nwt does that it's embarrassing it's absolute bullshit and and yeah, if they want to if they always want to talk about growing the sport and stuff like that it's you got to get the media involved and you got to yep. have quality you know, quality, not just like after the fact, having some YouTube stuff. I mean, you got to, I mean, you got to do it live or at you least semi live. live. You yep. got to do something. No, you got to do it live. You do. And, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It, I, I mean, I, I don't know what the service is like in, in Spring Valley, Illinois. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if, if walleye fishing is different than bass fishing because people will sit there and, you know, I, I think when you show up to a bass fishing event, um, you know, a lot of people got an idea what's gonna, what's gonna work, how, you know, yep. uh, yep. you know, you, you show up to, uh, the St. Lawrence river and you know, oh, people are out throwing drop shots for smallmouth. you know, oh, oh geez. Wow. I didn't see that one right. coming, you know, Ooh, big shocker. Like, you know, and, and maybe, maybe that's different on, on walleye fishing. I'm not sure. And maybe that's why they don't want to do it because people could potentially watch it that night in their hotel. I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell the deal is, but it happened. I mean, it it happens in any tournament, like in that coverage. But what's it going to do? It's going to grow the sport. You grow the sport. What does that mean for the anglers? More money. You, so they you, can't be like, wow, you know, they can't. You know, we know how secretive fishermen are, and we don't want to show you that stuff. We don't want you to know all the techniques we're using. But guess what, dudes? It's going to get you paid. Yep. Yep. It's going to get you money. It's going to get you. You know, people. You know, you watch a Bassmaster Elite Series event. There's some of those guys that you generally like to watch because they're fun to watch, whether they're catching fish or not. I mean, they're they're yep. characters. Yep. I mean, that's how they build their brands and stuff like that. And uh, I, the NWT needs to start doing something yep. along those lines. Yeah. No. No one. No one there has a personality. If uh, if they don't have a if they don't have a strong social media deal th- them themselves. I mean, the average person does not know. Uh, what Drake Kurt is like. The average person does not know what John Hoyer is like, right. unless you personally know them on a personal level, right? Or, or you know, I, I don't know, and and that's that's too bad, right? The that's only way really they, too bad. The only way that they like for like any media coverage is if they do their own YouTube videos, or, yeah, exactly, you know, or they're on exactly. a fishing show or something like that. I mean, I want to see a camera in the boat with those guys on a day i mean i want to be it in, would be huge it would absolutely be huge you look right. at the way that people flock to tom bowley videos yeah. because he's sitting there telling you what he's doing if 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 john hoyer is is out on freaking uh lake francis case absolutely smashing the shit out of walleyes yeah and he's telling you how he's doing it why he's doing it you know why he's positioning the boat the way he's doing it and and what he's using people will eat that up yeah, eat that will. up. They will. Yep. 
you know, oh wow, you know, even, wow, even I can't the guys, believe even I can't the, believe Hoyer's doing this right. and Parsons is over here doing this. Well, right. yeah, neither can I. Yeah. But now you know. Yeah, and, and and that's what they do on with the Bass Elite series or any of those like MLF, any of those things like that they have the live coverage of. I mean, those guys are in there. They don't want to like give up their juice, and they don't have to. Sometimes you can kind of right play it off for the cameras. But I mean, you know, if a guy like ZFG Lockwood is, I want to be in. I want a camera in his boat. It's going to be entertaining as hell. A lot of beeps. I mean, a lot right? of beeps. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to hear a lot of stories about mice and drafts. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of running back yep. and forth. So I mean, I'm tired. <laughs> I mean, that's what they want. Yep. Give it to them. Yep. Give no it to doubt. them. I mean, and the anglers should want it too because, like I said, all it's going to do is, I mean, it's more exposure for your sport, and it's going to bring in sponsors, which means more money for more, you. More live stream is right. more more ways to stream, you know throw your sponsor's name up on a on a screen somewhere. And yeah. I don't know, it's pretty. I, I feel like it's obvious, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe the money isn't there. You know, I was. I guess I'll be honest. I was kind of blown away that uh, um, that the NAIFC wasn't taking in more money. You know, I, I don't know, maybe Bassmaster, you know, it, it looks like there's a lot of money there, but maybe that's all off yearly memberships on in Bass. I don't know, whatever. But um, again, like I, how, I, I hope it happens. Right. I, I hope that, that uh, we're, you know, not too far away from, from real coverage on, on a professional walleye tour. And, and, and like you said, the anglers would eat it up because when are the, yep. when are, when are the walleye events? Usually like this one, a Tuesday and a Wednesday. The other ones are usually like a Thursday and a Friday, and we don't What's, got nothing going besides freaking work. And I mean, well, you can a lot of us have computers at yeah, our desks yeah. and stuff, and you can turn it on. You know, yeah. we all have phones at your lunch break, popping it on, have it going in the background. So, mm-hmm. I really think it's an opportunity that they. I mean, we've said it for a long time. You've said it. They they're they're really dropping the ball on it. Yep. Speaking of tournament fishing, did you see this with this uh, this guy getting disqualified? Tucker Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see all that know. stuff I think, about? I think he's a clown car driver, is what right. he is. The spot sitting or whatever. Yeah, he had one of his buddies who apparently is a lawyer, and I don't know, go out there and try to harass a couple anglers, and then he acted like he didn't know him, and but yeah. he was actually staying at his house, and <laughs> and I don't know. I've never seen that guy before in my life. <laughs> yeah, and and. I don't know. Then, then he did damage control afterwards. That he just didn't. He didn't expect him to do that. He didn't know. Uh, and and then there's kind of more information coming out <clears throat> that uh, they're saying that this type of deals happened before with Tucker Smith. Right. That uh, you know in other commercials yeah. or uh, in other tournaments uh, that they've had some people come up and uh, I don't know where there, telling- where there's smoke there's fire and yep. uh, uh, yeah I don't know maybe Tucker's a hell of a good dude but. Uh, um, I don't know what, what I don't know. It's with, not a good situation with the last within the last year with some of the tournament stuff that's gone on. I don't think that you want to try to bend the rules or cheat in any tournament. Don't push right it. now. Don't push it. You're gonna get caught. Yep. Yep. I mean, you might eventually, like you said, where there's smoke, there's usually fire, and eventually you're gonna it, it's gonna come back to bite you in the ass. Yep. But whatever. Um, pizza review time. Pizza review. Pizza review time. And boys, Brought to we you get... by Scott Sturman's stomach. That's right. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, guys, uh, we got a new all time winner. Oh. We got a new all time, not winner, leader. And uh, this is a good one. We're talking Pep's Draft House Original. 
the five meat mash pizza. Ooh. We're talking shredded mozzarella cheese, sauce, Italian sausage, sliced mozzarella, spicy Italian sausage. Ooh, lucky I saw that now and not, not before. Pepperoni, <laughs> ham, provolone cheese, and bacon. I mean, you take a look at this pizza and it's like, holy moly. Um, I'm going to tell you right now. I, uh, I pulled it out, and it felt like I was taking out a ton of bricks out of the, the wrapping. I mean, there was some substance to this pizza. and uh, It got you crust, excited. Oh, it did. Crust, uh, absolutely amazing. We are talking like a nice crispy underneath, like actually had a little bit of a crunch to it, but there was it, it wasn't a super thin crust. I, I don't know how they did it, but it was freaking amazing awesome there was so many damn toppings it was pert near too much it was actually pert near too much like when i was sitting there looking at these looking at these toppings and and i mean it's like good god there's an inch and a half of toppings on top of here uh i would say it could use a smidge more sauce but that's not a make or break deal uh the price is up there but we're talking a premium pizza here and i'm willing to pay that uh i i couldn't even eat the whole thing I couldn't wow. even eat the whole entire wow. thing. Wow. That's like when you we're heard talking. It here first. That's people. a biggie. That that's, is a biggie. That's like. I, I never ne- thought I'd meet a frozen pizza that would conquer you, that would win the battle. I mean, I could have if I would have wanted to. It's like a number 16 seed beating a number one right there. That's exactly what it was. That's, what <laughs> that's it was. exactly what that it was. That might have been the biggest upset of the weekend. I would say one Pep's Draft House would be equivalent to two Tombstone pizzas. Like, right. that's how thick and. I mean. It, it just there there was something there and i liked it all the way through uh it may be i i think it's the best frozen pizza i've ever had and uh i know before that i had always done uh, the motor city pizza company um and i gave that a nine i'm gonna go nine one because i just don't know where the ceiling is here on pizza right but uh Honest to goodness, if I could redo Motor City Pizza, I'd probably drop it down to an eight two and make this a nine. All like right. I mean, this, nine one this, I like that. Nine one is where we're at on this one. Ooh man, absolutely like the best. It was so damn good, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, Pep's Draft House. I, so so I like went online and I'm te- checking out Pep's Draft House and and hell of a cool story. Uh, I got I got a quick read this. This is from out of Wisconsin. From out of Wisconsin, uh, the man that that put the pep in peps was Joseph Pep Simic Sr., an American businessman originally from O-G-E-M-A, Wisconsin. Ogema? Ogema? Ogema, Wisconsin. In 1962, Pep, along with his brother Ron, became the co-owners and bartenders of the Tombstone Tavern in Medford, Wisconsin. The Tombstone Tavern was located adjacent to a cemetery, leading to the origin origin of the name. Pep and Ron set up a side business making pizza in the tavern's tiny 6x6 kitchen in the back of the bar to bring in extra income. The new pizzas became very popular, and Tombstone Pizza was born. Holy buckets. Full circle. Pep served as CEO of Tombstone Pizza until the business was sold to Kraft Foods in 1986. Years later, Pep 
opened a new pizzeria, Pep's Pizza, again in Medford, Wisconsin. The combination of the new unique recipes, finest quality ingredients, and Pep's special recipe pizza sauce saw demand grow. To meet consumers' demand, he began working with Hanson Foods in Green Bay, Wisconsin to perfect and produce the frozen line of new pizzas. Their partnership resulted in expanded sales throughout Wisconsin and beyond. I knew it. I knew. I knew yeah. I knew when I first got into the it. I'm like father of Tombstone Pizza. You know, they're cousins. They're they're essentially right. cousins. Um, it's like the better version. It's like the cousin you like a little bit better than the first one that you met. Right. Like, I, oh, dude, your cousin's awesome. Wait till you met my other my cousin Pep. I think I. <laughs> I think Tombstone Pizza is kind of like the, you know, hot chick, hot chick, you know, like right. that was in your grade in high school. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, my cousin's coming in from out of town. And, and then like, you see oh, the cousin and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We had that whoa. a couple times. I'm not going to mention any names, but there was a couple <laughs> hussies in my grade that brought in cousins from out of town. And it was like, whoa, 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 uh, everybody whoa, listening, whoa, Everybody whoa, listening to this is whoa. thinking the same thing. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I Everyone remembers that. Now they know how, I, oh, okay, yep. I can yep. relate. This is the hot cousin one. Yep, all right. yep. You're at the swimming pool, you know, like, seventh whoa. grade. And all of a sudden it's like, who the. Next thing you know, you're doing, you've never done any flips off the backboard and you're giving it a try. <laughs> try to impress this cousin. You're trying to impress this pizza. Yeah, she's from hours away. Right. So even if you fall flat on your face i mean there's there's the other i mean she ain't gonna remember ends up it. being out of your league just yep. like this pizza was for you out yep. of your league because you couldn't finish the whole thing yep so nope whatever uh nine one. nine one uh absolutely spectacular got it at walmart so if anyone's looking for it i i think that they're all over um they they, they got a bunch of different kinds like a bunch of really good freaking kinds of pizzas um and this was called the what? The Pep's Pep's Draft House Mash. Oh shit! What the hell was it called? Uh, it wasn't the double pepperoni. They got a double pepperoni. Hold on, let me see here. The five meat mash pizza. Oh, they right. got the, the prohibition special pizza. I don't know. There was a bunch of people talking about how good that one was. The tap room double. Uh, they got a. I don't know the five cheese crowler. I don't know growler five cheese growler holy moly that's i mean it's fun to say so it's got to be fun to eat <laughs> bacon cheeseburger bomber i mean i don't know there's that's that's like half of it like when you're coming up with a frozen pizza you got to have like a cool gotta have a good name, name. gotta have a good name and no you gotta doubt call about them that. each like, you can't just call them our pepperoni pizza or you know like, you gotta just come up with something cool yep they call there's the double pepperoni doppelbach Ooh. I don't know what Doppelbach means, but they yeah, had to be some like maybe they like beer infused pepperonis yeah, or something. They got that me. Like a, they got me interested. But uh, all right, nine all one. Right. Nine one. Uh, good news story of the week brought to you by our friends over at Freedom Brew in Larchwood, Iowa. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. We went over there this past weekend. Me, Matt, Slate. Uh, Stopped in, talked to Austin, got ourselves a couple of caramel fraps, yep. knocked it out of the park, uh, gave us the power to keep on keeping on and power through a Saturday. Uh, got and up there. Biggie stopped in there and got right. some Freedom Brew too that day. Yep, we got a uh, we got a gift card to. Uh, um, there's been people that have been sending us pictures. Uh, we're gonna have to figure that out here in the next week or two. Uh, right. Who we're gonna send that Start off, off to? to. Yep. But uh, we got ourselves a gift card from our buddy Austy, and uh, just the best. That's right, the best coffee, the best people. I mean, 
if you're swinging by, it's worth the stop. Even my aunt Rhonda today said, "Hey, I had my first Freedom Brew experience." Oh, she today. liked it the best. I didn't stepped she? in there. She's like, "That it, it's really good." Nah. She said, "I was like, you dang right." I said, "It ain't gonna be the last time you stop." Either. Nope, no, I mean, no. It's I it's, said, get used to it. Yeah, get it'd be dangerous it. on your freaking bank account, but <laughs> you 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 don't just. You, well, once you stop in there once, you ain't going to drive by again unless time. they're closed. Yep. Oh. All right. Uh, you got a good news story. Let's hear what you got. I got a good news story. Mine is going out to Quinn Mockentoon. Quinn Mockentoon, yes. Quinn Mockentoon. Uh, she had an archery competition this last weekend, and she got first place at regionals. So she's onward and upward to state this coming weekend. So I thought that was pretty cool that uh, – Quinn, she's been working hard all year doing that. I've had the privilege of hunting with Quinn. Um, so congratulations to her, and good luck at good luck at state. Go up there and uh, get after it. Yeah. Have fun. Her uh, her dad actually texted us yep. on uh, Saturday morning, said he was going to wear his Midwest Angler podcast. Yeah. You uh, could tell he was nervous. You could tell in the text how nervous he really was. So, And I said, have no fear. Make room for the trophy. You did. And, uh, and he texted us a little bit later and said, you were right. Yep. Um, this one here, uh, it, it's not a good news story. It's it's actually a bad news story. But uh, um, those of you that have listened to this for a long time know one of our first guests ever was uh, our buddy Chad Lorith. And, uh, um, you know, Chad, Chad kept uh, uh, something that he'd been dealing with for a long time pretty private. But... Uh, his wife actually passed away this past weekend of uh, some brain cancer. Um, she fought a courageous battle for five years. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, Matt and I had texted a lot, you know, these last couple of weeks because we knew it was it was getting bad. And, and uh, you know, yeah, you wake up on Sunday morning and you see it. And, and uh, it's like, son of a bitch. Like, I mean, just absolutely crazy. And, and I can't imagine what, uh, what uh, Chad and Cam and, and – the whole entire family's going through right now but uh you know i i I know that this is this is supposed to leave on a good on a good note and uh you know i think i think chad lived you know lived an awesome life you know rocking out in the boat and whatnot with his wife and uh um you know if anything i think you just make you make you realize that uh you know 53 years old you you don't have forever and uh um I don't know. Like I said, it's not a good news story. It's a bad news story. But uh, um, you know, she's she's not suffering anymore, neither. So no, uh, maybe there is some good news to that. And whatever, uh, you know, I guess uh, that's just uh, yeah. That that's that's my story this week. And uh, um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, we appreciate all you guys uh, joining in episode two hundred and eleven. We will see you next week on two twelve. Later. <laughs>